Our focus on business this morning, we have Dr. Rob Reddick with Back to Basics Chiropractic here with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Are we ready for spring? So excited. So excited. Yes. Time to break out the golf clubs. I read that uh, one of the courses today, uh, the front nine is open, so that's good. I think uh, over in Richland, they've got a course that's open to the front nine, and just, just anything to get outside and, and stretch the stretch the body, get some get some movement to the places that haven't moved in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you want to make sure you're doing a little stretching before that. Yeah. Well, I, you and I were just chatting. I even see a chiropractor. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it's it, this time of year when I, I, I see myself, you know, I've started doing a few chores, got the tr- fruit trees pruned, and yeah, I start feeling my old my old age. And so <laughs> I like to now, go wait see, a minute. We're the same age, so we, be careful. Yes, that's true. That's true. But but you know when you your mind is, is still youthful. It's the body that doesn't quite catch up to the brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid body. <laughs> so, you know, as a chiropractor, I'm sure that when people find out what you do, they probably ask maybe some very interesting questions, maybe some odd questions. Definitely. Definitely, yes. Um, one of the most... Uh, unasked questions, I think, is 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 interesting. I would I would think it'd be the more common question asked is, "Who's my chiropractor?" Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting. You go to your dentist and you think, "Do they do their own teeth?" They probably don't. And probably not. Do, does a chiropractor, you know, can they self? Is there really a trick to self manipulation? And, and the answer is no. It's I actually have my own chiropractor. I see a couple different people. Of course, I see Doctor Tolkien at the office, but Doctor George White is um, he's over in Kennewick. He's a he's a good old boy. He he. He can show that bone home, but anyway, we. So it's nice to make sure that um, that I have somebody taking care of me, so I don't ignore my own advice. Right, practicing what you preach. It is not easy. No, we've all we've all heard the jokes about the overweight dietitian or the you know the dentist that has crooked teeth or orthodontist, whatever it might be. So no, I think it's important to make sure people ask that question. You know, ask your dentist who's your dentist. Ask your chiropractor who's your chiropractor. If your dentist doesn't go to a dentist, that's not a good sign. <laughs> and if your chiropractor's not going, I think that's always uh, an interesting uh, shift in, in, in what they either believe or what they f- see as value. Right. Well, and it's interesting. Usually an optometrist wears glasses. They do. I always wondered, though, I, I don't know enough about optometry, if they could actually go through and, and switch their little lenses and find that perfect so I wonder if they could do their own eyes. Maybe. But I, I doubt that they could look into their own eyes. No, probably not. Yeah. Get a mirror. And... Get, a, get a mirror. <laughs> and then you got to figure out which is right, which is left. Right. Yes. That's funny. So what are some of the other questions that people will often ask you when they find out that you're a chiropractor? It, yeah, that's a great question. I, I find that the most common question is, does it work? You know, how often do I have to go? Why do I need to go? And, and are you really a doctor? You know, that's, I think some people have seen the movie Hangover and, you know, there's a line in there that says, you know, about the dentist, if, if there's a heart attack, you should still call 911. I think people look at the chiropractic profession as um, kind of a step up from massage. Uh, hopefully they don't, but I, I think there's still that idea that there's um, there's not a lot of knowledge that goes behind the profession or this, and, or maybe it's just a skill set. I think the my favorite question is... The question that usually comes with um, with a softer voice, where they start to ask you very quietly, "Hey, I get this. Can you help?" And and I think chiropractors have done a very good job in the last fifteen years of not claiming to cure anything anymore. Whereas before, they can cure headaches and they could cure back pain and they could cure all these things. And I think the word "cure" is so much gives so much hope. 
But I think when somebody really truly looks at the situation, especially if it's a, an embarrassing question, uh, maybe changes in their social life, changes in their personal life, uh, it's not an easy question to ask. And so I think that's always my favorite question when somebody does the whisper question. Right. <laughs> because then you know that they've really thought about it. Right. They've put a lot of time into their question. Um, and that's usually um, a very heartfelt question as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that there are so many, you know, we, we will end up living with aches and pains for so long. We just, I think, lose hope yeah. that, that there's any remedy. And so, you know, you want you want that glimmer of hope that, you know, hey, can you fix this? Can you cure this? And yeah. and it's, I think, important and responsible for anybody in the medical profession to not make promises. I strongly agree with that statement. It is very much a responsibility of any healthcare provider to be honest, uh, whether it be that the patient is overweight. Um, I, I, I don't say this unless I know the person really well, but if they're very overweight and they say that their knees are killing them or their knees are bad, and they're very overweight. You're like, no, I think your knees are pretty good. You know, I think they're doing a, good, they're job. Doing a good job. There <laughs> might be needing, you know, you might need some extra work. But no, I, I, I think the humor that goes with it. Many practitioners find humor to be a softening of the not so easy conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed though the the trust that somebody builds. You and I were chatting before the, we started the show. Um, it's the, it's the questions that don't get asked that are rather surprising. And you and I have talked many uh, segments about the, the need and the, re- the importance of imaging, whether it be a CAT scan or an MRI or an X-ray. Mm-hmm. I find that the omission of patients is actually very damaging to the overall uh, plan or decision that may go into what should be done. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about a young patient that was in this, uh, this week and forgot to tell me he broke his back. Yes, and at, 20, at 21 years of age, I think you probably should remember Maybe. that one. Yeah. So, again, everything went through the exam, clean, clear, but his wife was there saying how he walks funny, so we took an x-ray. Sure enough, an old fracture, clear as day, and I'm like, do you want to explain this one? <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't think that was important. Right. Yeah. So, so sometimes there's what the doctor is responsible to do, mm-hmm. but the patient also has a responsibility. Yeah. To to try to communicate as much information effectively to help the decision go in the right direction. I'm just glad we took the X-ray. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know that was you know in my case when you X-rayed my neck because I've been having neck pain forever and ever and ever. Um, I would have never guessed in a million years that I had protruding discs coming out of my neck. Yeah. You know, I I don't, I've never been in a serious car accident. You know, there's nothing that I can think of that would have, uh, except for, you know, some physical abuse that I endured. But, um, But even that wasn't to the point where I would have imagined that it would have done any permanent damage to to my neck. And so taking that x-ray, I had seen other chiropractors who had done that and they just, you know, made some adjustments and were hoping for the best. But, you know, knowing what it was, you could see that adjustments weren't necessarily what I needed. Correct. And I think you said it perfectly just a minute ago. Um, The physical abuse, you didn't think it could cause it, therefore it didn't come up in the conversation. Right. And, And it sometimes it's that insignificant piece of the puzzle that actually is the most significant. Um, and those are the little things that, that really do help make a, a 
great clinician, whether you're in the medical profession, you're in the osteopathic, the chiropractic, you're a doctor of physical therapy, you've got to make a great decision with all the information presented. And then what information isn't presented by the patient, we try to dig out of them through, you know, different exam um, procedures. Orthopedic testing is one of the most common. There's a range of motion. There's muscle testing, neurological testing. But the conversation uh, with the patient, I would say 70%, and I'm guessing at that number, but it, mm-hmm. I, I bet it's probably even a little higher, 70% of the actual diagnosis will come from the health history, whether it be your past parents, if you know them, um, siblings, aunts, uncles, your own personal life, your physical uh, strengths, weaknesses, whatever it might be. So much information comes from that conversation. And so I've always encouraged my patients to, to speak up. Mm-hmm. Even if you think it's insignificant, I probably don't. Right. Yeah, it's good to have that whole picture. We're talking with Dr. Rob Reddick from Back to Basics Chiropractic. Check out the website, backthenumber2basics.com, Back to Basics Chiropractic. Now, we were talking a little bit about some of the questions that you get. And, you know, my son, who's 16, and um, we'll just call him inactive, <laughs> um, he's been complaining about having some back pain. And, you know, I look at it and I think, he's 16. It's probably just growing pains, right? Sure. Well, that's a that's a really good assessment as long as he looks like he's getting taller. Yeah. He's taller than me. <laughs> yeah. So as long as, if you keep looking up higher and higher, he's growing. Right. I think it's good that kids ask their parents. Um, I really do. I think that the kids are really starting to understand that um, this is the time when their body is taking on their shape. And some people slouch. Some people roll their shoulders. I really like that kids are asking. Um and, and parents are pretty good at listening, I think. Uh, but but the, when parents will bring the kids in, like he's, he or she's complaining of neck pain, a low back pain. Can you help? I'll take a look at it. And what I've found is more parents will reach out to the office ahead of the appointment and say, my kid plays video games all day, every day, or they won't stand <laughs> up straight. Will you please, because they're not listening to dad, they're not listening to mom or older brother or sister, will you please instruct them how to stand up or sit properly? And we love those phone calls because that's that becomes a relationship between the teenager and myself. And I have no problem with parents coming in saying, I think it's growing pains. What do you think? It might be. It might not be. But it's always good to make sure they have that support or their own little uh, personal physician, if you will, that's helping them stand tall or look tall. And with iPads and iPods and no, I guess we don't have iPods anymore. We have iPads. Yeah, yeah iPads and cell phones and, and cell phones and yeah. Xboxes and yeah, the yeah. postures are changing, and I think it's really good for parents to 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 bring him in, and and I'm I'm looking forward to meeting your son. Yeah, he he's been saying that his back hurts when he takes in a deep breath, like something pops. That usually, without of course, right diagnosing with this, but <laughs> usually when they have deep breath pain, uh-huh. it's a rib. Interesting. Yeah, so they could have had a rough and tumble wrestling match at school or something and didn't mention it Mm -hmm. again going back to the things that get omitted well because they're 16 and they think that they're invincible and so you know (laughs) (laughs) clearly yes clearly we're talking with dr rob reddick from back to basics chiropractic check out the website back the number two basics.com while you're there click on the link to schedule an appointment and uh, somebody will give you a call back to situate a time that you can get an adjustment meet dr reddick and dr tolke and see what's going on and i'm sure that you know we kind of talking about some of the kind of interesting and odd questions that people have when they find out that you're a chiropractor yeah um kids like how how old does a kid have to be to get adjusted 
I think that's a very good question. And, and usually that's the parent that has that look in their eye that they haven't slept in four days. Their child has colic and screaming and crying and completely uncomfortable at all times, spitting up food. They're changing formula. They're coming through, you know, the Facebook pages and the, the, the messengers that everybody's giving them advice and they just, they can't sort it all out. And we find, um, we're almost their last ditch effort. And I feel bad because I wish more people knew that the adjustment that a chiropractor gives to an infant is completely different than what you might give to an adolescent or to an adult. Um, but it's very relieving. And the kids, um, my, my, one of my most um, unique situations, we had a child who had been colicky for a couple months, and the parents were getting ready to divorce and just couldn't handle it, didn't know what to do. Wife comes in, she's crying, and so we adjust the baby. And I said, okay, this child's going to go home and it's going to need to sleep. Please don't wake it up. 20 hours later, I get a phone call. You've killed my kid. You know, all this is horrible. <laughs> what have you done? You know, so, so they've slept. They've, actually, they probably hadn't slept. But it's, it's um, pressure on the spine, pressure on the uh, exiting peripheral nerves. Um, it's very uncomfortable to a child. And since they can't just say, hey, mom, dad, I'm, my neck hurts or my back hurts. Right. Um, we use a little tool called an activator, and it just moves those little bones over, and the child can finally have that comfort. Um, that was a... That was a it's in hindsight, it was funny, but of course you're nervous when a child sleeps for 20 hours. But very right. common that they that um, can you adjust infants and and when? And so my daughter Lelia was adjusted on day two, but she was uh, her mom was in about 29 hours of of labor, very long time. And we were in Dallas, Texas at the time. And so um, when she was born, she had some misshape to her skull and some. She's very pretty now. I love my daughter. Love you, <laughs> love you, sissy. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah, we did. We, we, I did some manipulation on her, and it was very nice to see how she responded. I think that's one of the sort of the eyebrow-raising questions, like, when do you adjust kids? How old do they have to be, really? Like, it's uh, like, a, right. like a drinking age or a, a driver's license for rite right. of passage. So that one's fun. And is it really doing anything? Yes. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the whole birthing process is rather traumatic on those tiny, teeny little bodies. Yeah. And it's also traumatic on the on mom. The mom. Yes. The mom's actually, it's funny you mention that because we were just chatting about that. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we see um, usually about seven to nine days after delivery, there's still a little bit of this chemical called relaxin in the body. And so your ligaments are really elastic. It's wonderful. Um, so we really try to see the um, the new moms right after they get released from the hospital. If we can get after that pretty quick, usually it's just one one adjustment, everything's set back clean and smooth and uh you know, you go from nine months of your belly growing, whether you're having one or two or tr- triplets. Mm-hmm. Uh center of gravity's changing. The body goes through this slow process of change and all of a sudden psh, out come the baby, babies, and center of gravity's trying to go back to its old place. Very uncomfortable for any mom that's uh, can remember. I think that uh I think sometimes amnesia kicks in. These women forget what <laughs> they went through. Otherwise, they wouldn't have a second yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, anybody that has a second child, I think, forgot. Yes. At least that's a, my male perspective, and I apologize. For, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I do appreciate the moms that do take a few minutes to come in and, and get that checked out. And uh, it's, it's very easy, usually, to see what they were, what they are, and what they can do to fix it. Well, and I have a girlfriend in, in South Carolina who she's had two little ones. And as soon as she goes into labor, she goes to her chiropractor before yeah. she even goes to the hospital to get an adjustment. Yeah, I think um, I think you're seeing that more and more common. Um, people just want that comfort level. Um, it's interesting when you really study the history of just the humans. And, and, you know, we're one of the few countries that, uh, well, I shouldn't say one of the few, but uh, giving birth on your back is not necessarily 
what right? most people do. Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting the the mores that have evolved in that. Yeah. But I think we've got some darn good docs around here. I've I've mm-hmm. been impressed with uh, how many more relationships have been built between the medical profession and the chiropractic as well as the physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, even acupuncture now is gaining some some real ground for uh, an alternative option for you know pain. And especially now that we have this opiate crisis on the table, people are looking at it and genuinely figuring what are the pain management options. Pain management options are really limited out there. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't see them changing anytime soon on a med- medical level, on a medicine level. But mm-hmm. um, your massage therapists are fantastic uh, choices. Your physical therapists, your chiropractors, and your acupuncture doctors. Those are really your four main physical medicine choices. And I'm really glad to see more and more hospitals, clinics, reaching out and saying, hey, how do, you get, how do I make a referral to your office? Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful because it's, it's building relationships for the patients ultimately knowing that they're medical and then their physical therapists, their chiropractors, their massage therapists, they're all communicating. Right. And now that we have smartphones, it makes it even easier. Yeah, really. You know, and I think about, you know, not to keep bringing up my neck, but, you know, if I had gone to a doctor, and I had never talked to my doctor about my neck pain. I, it wasn't in their wheelhouse. I sure. just didn't say it. But if I had gone to them and said, hey, you know, I've got this neck pain. You know, I don't know what it's coming from. I haven't been in a bad accident. Can I get something for it? Sure. A lot of times they'll start you on a, on a very low-level muscle relaxer. Mm-hmm. Um, they may pull blood just to make sure there's nothing else, and I think that's a very smart decision. Um, but ultimately, when the pain becomes goes from acute, where it's every day, all day, into this chronic pain, where it's um, no longer frustrates you, but it's almost like Eeyore. Oh, well, right. here it is. It's, yeah. And that's debilitating. That, debilitating. Then that's when you start seeing the, um, you know, the opiates being prescribed. Uh, or maybe I think there's tramadol and toradol. One's an opiate-based. One's mm-hmm. not, but it's still scheduled that way. Right. And, and that's, that, you know, that exhaust. And when the pain goes away, they feel better, but then your body builds that that tolerance to the medicine. So right. um, I think it's going really well. There's, there's still going to be a place for, for opiates. I mean, I don't think that this country needs to eradicate them, mm-hmm. but they definitely need to be managed well. And I really believe your medical doctors, as well as chiropractors, want to know exactly how much you're using, not mm-hmm. how much you're being prescribed, how much right. you're using. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But it is good to see that there's a renewed awareness that that shouldn't be the go-to every time and that you know to see chiropractors working with the mds and the you know the uh, medical doctors and uh, other disciplines in order to make sure that there's a whole person approach yes and i think also as a as a patient if i was to be sitting with the knowledge i have and if i was to tell a patient it's okay to to say that physical therapy isn't helping it's okay to say chiropractic isn't helping or massage. It's okay. And it's okay for the doctor of chiropractic or physical therapy or, or acupuncture to say this isn't helping. And and there should be a um, – our rule is typically two weeks, uh, so maybe four adjustments. If I've seen no changes, I'm the wrong guy. And I have no problem sending them right back to their doctor saying, hey, we gave it a shot. This is what the x-rays revealed. Here's what we attempted. This is what re- resulted in that. No change. we got to look somewhere else. Yeah, and I think the patients appreciate that quick turnaround of we tried, check it off the list. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Dr. Rob Reddick, our focus on business. I love watching the uh, thermometer go up, little <laughs> tick by tick, especially when the sun is out and shining, ready to go hit the golf course. Yes, I need to. 
break out the clubs and hit the driving range. I'm actually, it sounds silly, but I'm really waiting for the trees to show just that little hint of green. Yeah. There's that, you know, Badger Mountain gets that cool little hint of green, like uh, you're just lightly colored with one of those Crayola crayons and, and the, the flowers and the bees. I love bees. I grew up with beehives, so... I love my bees. I'm looking forward to seeing some bees. Not yeah. mosquitoes, but bees. Yeah. My youngest yesterday, he was like, Mom, I saw a mosquito today. Yeah. Wait, like, I've seen several. What is up? Well, probably because of the moisture from all the oh. snow. And mosquitoes. I can't, I'm amazed at how much crud there is in the backyard from the kids playing out there in the yeah. snow. And then the snow's melting. And it's like, why is there this, you know, plastic broken something or other yeah. back? Yeah, Why is there so. a popcorn bowl in the back 40? Yeah. <laughs> no. and, and is there popcorn back there? Yeah, it's kind of interesting, all the stuff that's being revealed. But yeah. we're talking with Dr. Rob Reddick from Back to Basics Chiropractic. Check out the website, back the number 2 basicscom back to basics. And uh, kind of delving into pretty much everything today. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Thank you. Going back and forth on, on some different things and... And I'm just really wanting to stress the importance of getting those things taken care of. I think a lot of us, you know, I have to raise my hand here, too. You have this little ache and pain. Maybe it's lower back pain and you just think, oh, it's because I'm getting old. Or maybe you find yourself limping a little bit or, uh, you know, a neck pain or something wrong. You know, there's something and you just it's not necessarily stopping you from doing everything that you want to do but you notice yourself favoring that shoulder or using you know bending down differently in order to pick things up because your back hurts and so instead of just going it's just because i'm getting old it's so important to get those things checked out i agree and and just kind of springboarding off of the hour we've been together i think it's very important for patients to not minimize and I repeat, do not minimize what you think is why you're there. It may be a little neck pain. But don't minimize it and discount it as, well, it's just a little neck pain. You know, have that tough conversation as to, well, you know, I've noticed some changes in my sleeping pattern. I've noticed some changes in my, my comfort level, which is making me grumpy with the kids or the, the, the spouse. Or my, my job is starting to, to suffer because I can't get comfortable. My wrist is sore. My elbow is sore. My shoulder is sore. My neck is sore. I can't sleep. I mean, when somebody comes in and says, oh, I just have a little neck pain, like, mm-hmm. all right, great, we'll take a peek. But when I hear the whole story, then you, then you really get the idea that this patient is not here for just a little checkup. They really do have something that's life-changing going on, and this may be the beginning of it. So I really try to encourage everybody, please don't minimize. You're not wasting my time. You're not taking up my time. This is our time. And I think that's super important for anybody who seeks any medical or chiropractic or physical therapy or massage therapy, communicate be very comfortable communicating Mm -hmm. and and the other thing is uh, don't don't leave out anything I mean that's the the omission is sometimes very difficult for the doctor to come up with a plan and that little bit of information was included I think the plan may be different as well and 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 again I just say that as a I've been on both sides of the of the field I've been on the as a patient and as the doctor and and Mm -hmm. I think uh, we worry that we're going to over communicate and I just don't know that that truly exists and I think that there is a, an apprehension. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm complaining. I don't want... You know. Yes, but I care. I think, <laughs> I think that's really important. People right. get that out of their mindset because yeah. your doctors um, really do care. And if, and if you're feeling like you're complaining, I hope that that doctor isn't giving off the vibe that you're wasting their time. 
Mm-hmm. I hope that I never give off that vibe. But no, that's what you're there to do is communicate and solve a problem together. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I'm learning right now is don't give other people answers. Like I'm doing some sales training. Exactly. You know, don't assume what somebody's answer is going to be because you don't know where they are. So, you know, don't assume that the doctor is going to think that you're just belly aching. Don't th- don't assume that they're going to roll their eyes when you leave the office. That's their job. They spent years and years and years being, you know, getting trained to be able to help you. Yes. With those aches and pains, that's what they're there for. It's um, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful profession, and I really do enjoy the Tri Cities. I love the Columbia Basin. I love the community and the the involvement. And um, you know, I've been in practice now eighteen years, and it's I've seen some kids grow up. And uh, actually, I just got a graduation announcement from a young girl I've known since she was probably four. So uh-huh. you start to you know the. The father time is turning the wheels, and, and apparently I'm on that ride, so I'm loving it. I'm loving uh, it. It's a good thing, right? It, no, it is. It is. It is. I just, the gray hair has got to stop coming in so quick. Oh, you don't have any gray hair. No, I don't. It's white. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's why I go, my sister does my hair. She, uh, she'll let me know when I need to get a little color done. She's nice. like, okay, we need to. See, that's hair. loving. It is. That's loving. It is. I don't have to worry about it at all. She's just like, all right, we got to get you in. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Well, I, I've enjoyed today. This has been a lot of fun. And, and uh, for the, all the listeners out there, I just um, I just want to encourage everybody to make sure they ask those questions. And if they have any questions of my office or myself or Dr. Tolke, uh, we actually have an acupuncture doctor, Dr. Shannon Phipps. Um, we're more than happy. We really do enjoy solving those problems or at least helping solve the problem, whether it is a chiropractic situation or not. We're there to help Absolutely. And you can, again, find more information about Dr. Reddick and Dr. Tolke on the website, backtobasics.com. That's the word back, the number two, basics.com. That'll do it for this edition of Focus on Business. Focus on Business is a copyrighted production of Cherry Creek Media and News Radio 610 KONA.